Long look in. Doolittle is ready. One ball, one strike on Justin Turner. Here's the pitch. Swinging a fly ball, shallow center. Racing on his Taylor. Closing on it. Dives. And he caught it. A diving catch ends the series. What a play by Michael Taylor. A diving catch. And the Nationals, for the first time in their history, will play in the National League Championship Series. They're celebrating on the pitcher's mound, jumping up and down. Michael Taylor getting surrounded near second base with a diving catch to close out the Dodgers. Final score, the Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. The Nationals win the series three games to two, and it's on to St. Louis to play for the National League Championship. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Rashcast with Jake and John. I'm John. And I'm Jake, and I'm dumbfounded <laughs> and speechless, so Johnny's going to take the lead on this one. I will take the lead today. I'm also kind of speechless. I don't know. that This has never happened before. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I don't know. Just, you know, 3-1. I'm just watching the replays right now because I had the broadcast so up. It just showed Rendon's homer, Soto's homer. I mean, down 3-1 in the bottom, top of the eighth. I mean, I guess the Nationals like the eighth inning being down 3-1. I don't know. Uh, in elimination games. I guess that's the thing. The two anyway. greatest games in Nats history. Down 3-1 in the eighth. Yep. So, what a goddamn game. I mean, that's that has to be up there as... Not even just from coming from a Nats fan. Just as a baseball fan, one of the greatest game, elimination games of all time. Yeah. I mean, that's on par with the Jose Batista game. That it has to be, if, if not better, because this was a game winning in the extra innings. I mean, from from coming back down, back-to-back jacks, in the matter of a, of a flash like off Kershaw. Three pitches. All of Three pitches. In the eighth inning. And, and to tying it immediately... Then that gutsy innings, those those gutsy innings from Corbin, who looked miles better than he did the last time he came in, and then you know that double, the Eaton walk working back from being down with a, I can't remember if it was o two one two to Kelly to work a walk, Rendon managing to go o two to two two working the count in his favor, and then doing what he does best, pulling his hands in, getting the barrel to the ball on an inner half pitch, and the crazy thing is he missed two of those pitches. To start that bat, he missed two fastballs right down the middle, uh-huh. and he adjusted off Kelly and was able to get the barrel of the bat and line a double, which was also great because it made uh, Dave Roberts play 3D chess against himself and intentionally walk Soto to load the bases to bring up Howie Kendrick, oh. and that did not go well. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Joe Kelly was still doing in there. In the 10th inning, I don't know what he was still doing in there to face Rendon. I don't know what he was still no. doing in there to face Howie Kendrick. That was it's baffling. monumental mismanaging right there, that game. Yeah. I mean, there's just a thousand and a half things you could have done differently. And you should have done differently. First of all, why bring Kershaw in to bridge an inning? Second of all, that worked, why... It worked for one batter. You know, then you can start the next thing with Maeda if you bring in, like, Choleric to get... Uh, Eaton, you bring in Maeda to face Rendon, who's, you know, better against righties. I mean, you look how good he looked tonight. Whatever. Dave Roberts really lost his game by just his colossal mismanagement. Yeah. And this is normally the thing that happens to the Nats, and it happened in reverse. I can't believe it. everything's upside down at this point. I can't believe they won that game. I I don't... Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, listen, the way that this game was set up, I thought the only way they win is if Steven Strasburg 
goes seven innings, gives up no runs. Uh, Same. And I mean, Strasburg. That's what we said before. What's that? That's what we said before on the podcast. Yeah. And the only way. And that didn't happen. He went six. He gave the Nats the length they needed. He, he did enough to keep the Nats in the game. And that's what he did, you know, in the wild card game is he did. I mean, he was great in the wild card game, but he kept the Nats in the game. And that is so important. And we saw that in the earlier game, the Braves game, when a starter can settle in and figure it out, you know, versus when they can't and end up giving up 10 runs in uh, the first inning, all but putting your team out of it completely. Um, <laughs> I mean, between you know, between that happening and the Nats winning today, this is just this is the best day ever. Yep. Oh my! But that is that's what separates an ace from a lesser pitcher. Strasburg did not have his best stuff today. He really never had command of his curveball, and yet he figured it out. He managed to get the Nats. You know, quality start is a, a bad stat, but he managed to get the Nets six innings, three runs, kept them in the game, and gave the offense a chance, and it came through. Yeah, they did. They certainly did. Oh I mean, it God. took them long enough. I mean, that's the thing about this team, though, is what I said for a while, is that this team just needs to find its inning. And so far this postseason has been the, the eighth inning because they just pile on the runs very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so you saw it with Soto. And, I mean, this team can go back-to-back in a heartbeat. So just keeping the team in the game is so crucial. And just he did such a good job at that. And really settling in and making it so he didn't throw his arm at going 100 pitches. I mean, only going like, a, what do you go, 106? Yeah, just over 100. It wasn't anything Just crazy. over 100. I mean, he didn't kill himself tonight. And he settled in, you know, found his groove. I think possibly he might have been tipping his pitches a bit. Um, I I just once, think he didn't have once Davy, once Davy came out and talked to, um, the the uh, the umpires. Oh, that's true. The Nats didn't give up a run changed. after Davy did that. Exactly, and I think he might have been tipping his pitches. I I mean, the only thing that I saw that maybe suggested that he might be tipping his pitches was when Jock Peterson hit that change-up down in the center for a single. There's no way you hit that pitch if you don't know it's coming. Exactly. But beyond I that... Think, I think... And they were also laying off some of his off, his curveballs in the first couple innings. I mean, a lot of them weren't um, competitive, but... No, but still. I, I think, you know, he really, you know... Fig- I think that's what happened. I think he was getting... Uh, his pitches, uh, he was tipping his pitches against the Dodgers. I mean, he's done it before this year, and he's been really bad. And I think when Davey, I don't know what Davey would have said to make it to the umpires, but I don't know. Yeah, after that. I, I think, yeah. So, man, that game just, I mean, Rainey looked good. I mean, that was a questionable move, highly questionable move. Yep. But he looked really good tonight. Ray, bringing Rainey in, then bringing Corbin in to bridge an inning was highly questionable. Then letting Corbin face David Freeze, who started his unraveling uh, in Game 3, was questionable. It worked. And then after that, after I guess after Dave Roberts saw all those questionable moves from Davey Martinez, he said, I have to top him. Yep. Oh my God! Man. And then, ah, uh, Howie Kend- I mean, there's nothing as poetic as Howie Kendrick, who had a terrible series. 
uh-huh. coming through with that grand slam. And it was such yeah, a great yeah. swing, man. He, he inside out at a ball in. Yeah, he just he managed oh. to get the barrel out to it. I mean, there's just – that was what he was missing. I mean, in an earlier pitch in that at bat, he was doing what he did a lot this series where he just fl- closing off his shoulder and trying to pull the outside pitch in. Right. And he's grabbed many double plays because of that. I mean, he's been rolling over the ball to the left side. And then that swing looked like Howie of the season. Yep. Where he stayed back, put his weight back, able to keep his hands in two, barrel the ball straight to center field. Man. Dude, we, we've gotten three celebrations this year so far. That's amazing. Man. I, can't be- I cannot believe that we've had this many moments. I'm from this team. Oh, I mean, my God. They, I mean, I made fun of Stay in the Fight when they started doing it, but they, they've they made the it fight. from... They've made it from a ridiculous mantra into something that is, like, legitimately emblematic of this team. Exactly. It works too well. Because even when they're down 3-1 in the eighth inning against Clayton Kershaw, they stayed in the fight and were able to to pull it out. And that's just, just remarkable. I mean, that's something that we haven't seen from this team in the past is that staying in the fightness, I guess. They have, he got it. They have hit... In the eighth inning of elimination games, they've hit Josh Hader, perhaps the best left-handed reliever in baseball, and Clayton Kershaw, perhaps the, the best, best left-handed yeah. pitcher of his generation. Oh man! And then I mean, you can't you can't forget about that Michael Taylor catch. I mean, I'm just watching a replay of him afterwards. He looks so confused what he does with the baseball. I mean, when he was coming on that bat, more or so uh, against Hudson when that line drive was hit the center. I had flashbacks of Yasiel Puig. Uh, oh, that's right. And Michael Taylor. Um, but that one, I, if it gets by him, it's a double at most um, because it's just so slow and it's not going to get too far from him. But it was, that, that catch was phenomenal. It was an amazing. I, okay, so when, when Will Smith hit that ball to the right, at first I thought it was a fly out. But then I just kept seeing Eaton go back, and I said, "I saw him. Oh no! I saw him flip his bat and like flip out like right when the, the camera cut. He flipped it. I was like, oh, God, no! Oh God! Uh, <laughs> how did they? Was just big enough. Oh my God! They were six outs away from elimination. They were a couple of feet away from elimination. Uh huh. Oh my God! Man. So, I mean, I don't know. That was um. I mean, I, I you got to give credit to the to the one guy who was able to do this and win a series. And that's Davy Martinez, manager you for know, life. We, Danny Davy Martinez. We all we hate him. He's he's first of all he's managed a good series. He's done a good job this series. I mean, the rainy again. The rainy decision was questionable. Worked, but I he had to have known what rainy was throwing. I mean, he's looked good in two of his three outings, his last two uh, in the playoffs, and. He had to have known what he was throwing because that was a big situation to throw him in. I guess, maybe. I don't know if he knew, if he just got lucky. Well, but I mean, he hit 101 a, miles an hour. Credit to Davey. Yeah. He only let him face the right-handers, and he went directly exactly. to Corbin. Yeah. And, but even more than just as a – coming into this year, I never thought team chemistry was that big of an issue or of a thing. I thought teams would win – if they were good enough on paper and had good See, enough talent. I disagree with you there. After 2015, I knew team chemistry was important. 
Yeah. I mean, they bring in Jonathan Papelbon, and literally and the day they bring him in, everything turns to shit. That is true. I mean, it's incredible what John, one Jonathan Papelbon versus Gerardo Parra. Yeah. Do. <laughs> Terms of Pretty mid-season remarkable. acquisitions. Yeah. But, oh my god, that's so the swing. Oh, that was 89 up and in. That was a batting practice baseball. And that was the cutter that didn't cut. Just sort of stayed that was right there. Terrible. Oh, man. But, ah, man, Davey's done something right with this team. He's yeah. Really, you know, with the, just the mentality of this team, just kind of the stay in the fight, the we're never out of it. Every game is a playoff. I think Doolittle said this morning that we've been playing uh, one game playoff game since May. And I think that 1-0 mentality is really, you know, it's all cliche, maybe. It but works. It, it really, I mean, it, it works. It has wor- It has worked to his detriment occasionally in yes. destroying Doolittle. And hey, really, got him ready for a four-run. Got him ready for a four-run uh, save tonight. Yeah, I know. It's exactly right. He was all uh, prepped. Yep. Uh, but oh my. He, yeah, as a strategist, he's still learning. I wish we would hand hand the reins of the bullpen over to the pitching coach. But I don't know. As a leader of men, he really is. He really does something right, and the guys will go out and play for him like, like no one I've ever seen. I mean, Dusty was a great manager, but I you didn't really see the guys play for him as much as they do for Davey. I don't know about that. I mean, listen, the degree of difficulty of what Davey has done this season is probably greater than anything that Dusty Baker had to do. In 2017, they won 20, or 97 games, but... They had the, the division sewn up by April 30th. To, to thread the needle like Davey has this year, to go down 19-31, and 31, and then get to this point where they just beat a 106-win team. That's, and to, oh, my God. It's just... I mean... It's incredible. God, we've changed so much. And I will be the first to admit that, you know, my opinion of Davey has changed. But in fair, in all fairness, he proved himself. He had to prove himself, and he did. And I mean, we weren't. Uh, if you say like, "Oh, in May, all your podcasts were about firing David Martinez," <laughs> yeah, and rightfully so, because he was leading a nineteen and thirty-one team, and he was looking like an inept. He was looking like he was managing every game one and zero, and it was not working then. Right, he and was then, managing every game one and zero, and then he was going zero and one. Exactly. So, I just, you know, he had to prove himself because last season was a flop. Yeah. And so nothing was going to be handed to him on a silver platter. And he turned everything around and really did prove himself this year. And so credit is where credit is due. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, fault him. I mean, fault him. What do I mean? You have to praise him. Uh, Wait, so must good, praise good. Davey. I mean, it's remarkable that that's managed to win a series with only two relievers. And that's why I said a few months ago, I think I said this in July, that it's the Nationals should want to face the Dodgers in a five-game series. And this is exactly why I thought that. Because with the Nationals and Dodgers, our, our, we're, it's easier in a five-game series to kind of push over our weakness, as we did. Yep. And, and with the Dodgers, they have a slight edge in their pitching staff and their rotation. I mean, that's arguable. But and then they were edge in the lineup, 
and where they have us really beat is they have a bad bullpen, but we have a terrible, terrible bullpen. Well, so the it's, Nets, the Nets so are the second best rotation in baseball. They're the or in, in the National League. They're the second best lineup in the National League. Both of those to the Dodgers. Yeah, and then so, well, they've got this giant, terrible bullpen. Exactly. So in a five-game series, it's easier for things to break your way and make those one-two in the lineups and rotations, you know, even out. And that's exactly why I wanted to face the Dodgers in a five-game series, and it played out exactly the way it, I pictured it in yep. July. This game went exact. I mean, the series went exactly to script, except this game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. listen, the Nats now face the Cardinals. Who, on yeah. paper, they are a better team than. Much better. I mean, Flaherty versus, you know, Flaherty's their ace, and Wainwright's giving us trouble, and the Cole Cardinals have given us trouble. I mean, there's the mindset about the Cardinals. Devil but, magic. But, you know, the Dodgers, devil magic, you know. I mean, putting together 10 runs today. But that, I mean, there is no, and they have a good bullpen. That's pretty much all they have over us is their bullpen, because they have a very solid bullpen. Well, Carlos but Martinez this, has been terrible. He has been, and you know what? Yeah, I mean, he has been. So, it's all going to, I mean, I don't know. I think this is a really beatable team, and it's a really, you know, it's a much better team to beat than the Braves. I mean, the Braves, what happened was Freeman is still dealing with an elbow injury and wasn't the same player, and then the rest of the lineup besides Acuna went cold. If... And so the Cardinals, the Cardinals got lucky that their best guy was hurt and that, you know, for some reason, Soroka started game three instead of yeah, game one. That made no sense. And then you're going with the the guy who was terrible for half the season for game five. Who you five. sent down to the minor leagues. Oh, my God. That was that was the greatest inning until the 10th inning today, which was the even greaterest inning. Yeah. So. Uh, but if, if the Rays beat the Astros tomorrow, I mean, I wouldn't I mean, call the Nats the favorites in the playoffs, but they've got... They've got as good a shot as any. Yeah. And I have all my Yan- I have like friends with so many Yankees fans, and they're all texting me now. Can't wait to see you guys. Even I was talking to our grandmother yesterday, and she was like, "What if the Nats play the Yankees in the World Series?" And I was like, "She's even aware of this happening." Oh yeah, Grandma's a baseball fan. Oh, and yeah, I, I, know. I I called Mom uh, after Game Four, by the way. And yeah. she was so hoarse from screaming, which I thought was just the greatest <laughs> yeah. thing. She still can't oh, talk. I know. And, man, that's it's crazy. I oh. mean, it's – yeah. So, looking, yeah, looking forward to the Cardinals, I mean, it's going to be probably Wainwright game one. And we'll throw Sanchez, I guess. I don't know. I'll figure that out. Doesn't, doesn't matter. They, they're advanced. That's the important they, thing. So do Sanchez, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, or Corbin, Strasburg, or whatever? Well, so, uh, I mean, it'll probably be Strasburg, because if Strasburg starts Game 3, he can start Game either. 7, and, no. and then you he'll can be on Corbin full rest. Bull- and they can move Corbin to the bullpen for Game 6 and 7. Well, and they can move Corbin to the bullpen for Games 1 and 2. And still have him ready for Game 4? I don't know. I guess you go... Th- I don't know. Let's just... So... Yeah, so the guys we're going to see from the Cardinals is going to be the starters here. Adam Wainwright, who we just saw a few weeks ago, so it's kind of fresh. So we're going to see Adam Wainwright. We're going to see uh, Miles Michaelis probably go game two. Uh, then Flaherty game three, and Jack Flaherty is the guy to look out for. 
But if you match him up with Strasburg, because they're both going to probably play in the same game, I mean, that kind of neutralizes him. Yep. Um, and then game four, Corbin versus Dakota Hudson. The Nats have better I mean, front-line starting pitching than the, the Cardinals, who do have good front-line starting pitching, at least yeah. the first two guys I mean, or so. Adam Wainwright versus Anibal Sanchez for game one is going to be interesting. <laughs> That'll be fun. It'll be a throwback. No one's uh-huh. fastball is going to break a, plane of, a pane of glass, but it'll be great. Nope. Nope. Uh, um, so that's I don't, I don't even want to think about the NLCS right now. I mean, at this Let's, point, even if the Nats get swept in four, you have to consider this season an unqualified success. Yeah. I mean, from where we were to where we've become, I mean, this is, this is, this is a, a win. I mean, you can't, you can't deny it. Listen, do the uh, Nats have a path to the World Series? Would you even consider them the favorites in the NLCS? Yes. I would. Yes. But, that being said, even if the Nats don't make it to the World Series, Jesus Christ, they just beat a 106-win juggernaut in one of the greatest games you will ever see. This season is a success. Unqualified. Yep. Unqualified success. Uh, I'm kind of out of things to talk about. This is going to be a short episode. Yeah. I mean, we could uh, we could do an NLCS preview, but we'd have to look more into it. It's Yeah, this is just mostly a reaction episode. Right. Maybe do an NLCS. This is, we kind of did an NLCS preview. I previewed the Cardinals a little bit. We talked about them a little. Yeah, we I don't talked about it a little. I don't have much to say except Oh my god. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it either. I I gave up. Yeah. I was like, man, this is just another way to lose, just a slog, you know. And that's and that would have been that. I would have been like, okay, whatever. Bueller pitched a gem. He pitched really well today. Bueller did. He hit, his fastball was very good. Um, but man, we just pulled it out. We just outlasted him. We outlasted them. Yeah, and we outlasted Bueller. We got to Kershaw, who is more cursed than the Nats, apparently. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, he got good thing Wilmer Defoe wasn't batting. That's true. Wilmer Defoe uh-huh. was, I mean, the apparently the only person. Daniel Murphy and Wilmer Defoe and Adam Eaton are the only uh-huh. people who can't hit Kershaw in relief. Yep. But luckily, there's Rendon and Soto. Oh, man. Juan Soto is so... I mean, he's turned on the Jets. Rendon turned on the Jets. I mean, this team, with those two hitting the way that they have in the last two games, I mean, you saw what happened in, in August, in September, not September, but in August. When yeah. those two were leading the way, the, I mean, the Nats can outscore a lot of teams with just Rendon and Sono hitting. They saved the season. Oh my God! And, and then and then Howie Kendrick. I can't believe it. Man, I'm. I, it was a, my Howie Kendrick shirt was a good purchase. I would say. Yeah, I think uh, you should wear it with pride tomorrow. I don't know if I can. I don't know if my work will let me wear it. But I'll wear it <laughs> under my. My uh, my work clothes. Fair enough. Yep. All oh. right. Well, I have to go to bed because it's yep. one twenty in gotta, the morning. You've got to be up at six thirty a.m. I don't know how you're gonna fall asleep though. Uh, I'll manage. I'm tired. <laughs> I am. Oh my god. I don't. I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Maybe ever. Well. We will see you guys probably Sunday. I don't think we're going to do a full NLCS preview. This is probably it. But we'll see you Sunday. We will definitely talk to you Sunday. Yep. All right.
Talk to you soon.